All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buy a Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday morning podcast for Monday. Fucking Monday there. August 15th, 2016. What's going on? How are you? Oh, Freckles. Finished his tour. Finished his tour strong. Um, I did my last two nights. One. Cologne, Germany, and then the other, Antwerp, Antwerpen, uh, Belgium. <coughs> got a frog in my throat here. Um, just amazing shows. And I got to tell you something. I, I want a special thank you to the uh, people who came out in Germany. I fucking did my Hitler shit, and I thought that they were going to pull back. They loved it. And I don't mean loved it like, yeah, bring the guy back. They had a great sense of humor about it. And... Um, Oh, yeah, it was great, too. And then all my other shit, too, was working. It was just a great show. And um, I learned a lot about the city. Oh, no, you didn't, Bill. You were there for fucking, like, 17 hours. I went on their Wikipedia page, Cologne, Germany, and I found out that it was one of the most bombed cities of uh, World War II. So it was this weird thing where it was this really old city, but everything was brand new because the Allies fucking blew everything up except for this one church you know which i don't understand how it survived it's got the really tall fucking spires you know it was just sitting there it had like must have had like mayweather fucking head movement i don't know how it avoided it i also don't get how like cologne germany somehow got bombed more than hiroshima or nagasaki i mean they got fucking is it because it was just one one bomb that really redefined the old right there, Fred, you know, when you drop a fucking atom bomb on somebody. That, that, is, that is probably the ultimate right there, Fred, where um, Cologne, Germany was more just like, do you remember that fight? Uh, what the fuck George St. Pierre had where he just kept punching that other guy right in his fucking eye? Jab, 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 and he kept hitting him in the exact same fucking place. That's what we did to Cologne, Germany, where Japan, that was more like uh, an Anderson Silver. You know, when you're standing there and you think he's going to throw a jab and then he somehow gives you an uppercut with his foot. Um, is it, Bill? Is that what uh, <laughs> an atomic bomb is like? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, anyway, so uh, the tour finished up strong and... Uh, I don't hear a lot of people ever saying that they go to Belgium. 
you know, at least in the States. Um, Jesus Christ, it was fucking incredible. Um, the number one thing that was so fucking cool about Belgium is their beer glasses are the shit. Every fucking beer, it's like it has its own goddamn chalice that it puts it in. And it just, I don't know, just psychologically it all tastes better. I bought some chocolates there for my lovely wife. And now uh, I'm going to be on vacation here. All right? But fucking old Billy Fatigan is hitting the gym. I did, uh, did 45 minutes on the, uh, the elliptical yesterday and then went right into town and got myself a large pizza that I ate by myself. <laughs> and he is laughing at me. Then I had a Coca-Cola with that. What else did I have? Yeah, what else did I? And I had a fucking gelato. Calamari. Oh, and I had the cal- calamari. How they said it, right? I'm like, can I get some fried calamari? And the guy goes, calamari. And I'm like, yeah, the way you say it. The way you say it sounds great. The way I say it. It's just fucking terrible. So um, that's what I had for lunch. So I should have done four hours and 45 minutes on the fucking elliptical. My fucking belly is so goddamn round right now. It's ridiculous. You know what's hilarious? The, uh, the Italian fellow there that picked me up at the airport. And by pick me up, I'm just mean he just had a great opening line and I couldn't resist. Uh, <laughs> um, the taxi guy, he fucking said the funniest shit was saying how hard he was working during the summer. And he goes, he goes, that's why my body, he goes, he goes, it's white like the mozzarella. And I was going, I fucking died laughing because I have been, my legs, I've been called every, hey, fucking Casper, fucking uh, yardsticks, you know, in golf, uh, chalk legs, all this shit. No one ever said, your legs are white like the mozzarella. <laughs> you know what's funny about mozzarella is it's sweaty too. It's all fucking wet and white. It's only redeeming qualities. It tastes so good. But if it just didn't taste good, you'd just be like, that's just a, a ball of white slime. And, uh, yeah, when I'm on the elliptical, I'm like a big red fucking ball of mozzarella. Um, I said you had legs that Come here. What did you say? <laughs> remember when I said you had legs dipped in flour? Yes, I remember all of those. <laughs> I remember all of them vividly. What are you doing? Are you going to be on the podcast? Are you just going to lay there giggling in the background? <laughs> can, yeah. I, can I do both? No, you know what it was, Nia? You had that little fucking donut. Yeah. That's what puts you down on the mat. I fucking hate donuts. How do you hate I like, donuts? I like calamari. Ugh. I like the margarita pizza. The, the colors of the Italian flag, Nia. You think that was it? It was so little. It was like it wasn't even a real sized donut. It wasn't even the size of a munchkin from Dunkin'. Yeah, it was. It was smaller than that. It was the exact size of that. No. And you eat one of those. It was smaller than a munchkin. This is why I don't like donuts. Okay? Most of them stink like that one. That one was not good. I thought it was good. All right. All right. Well, okay. (laughs) Hey, fair enough. All right. But you eat one of those and your body just goes, what the fuck? Yeah. It's the ultimate what the fuck food. That's sifting through it. Where's the nourishment? It's nothing. Nini, I'm eating pizza and calamari. Yeah. You, you know, even that shit makes you that that 
the calamari. That was fucking light. Yes, it was. Even though it was bad for you and all that shit. But a fucking don't. At least there's some sort of protein in there. Somewhere in there, there's a fucking squid. Is that what it is? That what? Yeah, it's squid. Squid, yeah. Fried squid. All right. So once you get past the batter and all that shit in there, there is something that has some sort of nutrition. Eat a fucking donut. It's just like... No, it's all sugar. And dough. Yeah. Yeah, I eat one of those and I feel like I... Uh, I was up early, though, too. I was up earlier than you, so I feel like... Oh, I know. I realize that. This whole fucking vacation. <laughs> I finally get to sleep. I haven't slept in, like, ten days. Okay. Because, you know, I was going from country to country, and then I was also drinking, like, fucking Nick Nolte in 48 hours. Mm. Did he drink, or did he just sound like a drunk? Um, so I wasn't getting a lot of sleep. So now I'm catching up on all that. Do you know you said Nick Nolte... And I thought Gary Busey. They're, they're interchangeable. Right. But one of them's crazy and the other one isn't. <laughs> right? One of them's like normal. Yeah, but they're like, they look, they really look like each other. Yeah, they got a similar... Which is the same thing, like the Spider-Man guy and the Hobbit dude look the same to me. Oh, Tobey Maguire and Elijah Wood. Yeah. They're that's both the, like that's the teeth. Petite men, petite brown-haired, like, blue-eyed boys. That make, like, fantasy movies. Right. Yeah. To me, they're the same. They're, they're the... <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nolte and, 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 and what's his face? Uh, Gary, Gary Busey. Busey. Elijah Wood and Tobey Maguire. All right. Wait, what was the movie we were talking about yesterday? It was one of uh, hashtag BB's titles. Uh... Oh, right. <laughs> How I Met Your Computer. <laughs> oh, that sitcom. Yeah, when I was in Germany, um, <laughs> the, the story about the, the three nerds and the chick there. Yeah, and you called it How I Met Your Computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I knew that was wrong. I just kept thinking third rock from the sun. Right. I don't know why. No. What, what's the name? There's no number in that show. It's Big, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. But you kept calling. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, I met your computer. <laughs> <laughs> They're smart. It's all of those, because I don't watch any of those sitcoms, just because uh, I'm out of the loop with that stuff. But uh-huh. I like that show when I watch it. But I, I just sent you a video of it because I was in Germany. And uh, the tallest one. Of the kids there on, on Big Bang Theory. Just watching him in a German accent. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jim Parsons. He's the one that wins all the Emmys. So you like you like Big Bang Theory? I've never I've never seen a single episode and it's like the biggest show. I've oh, not, it's, it's I've a not big seen bang, maybe. It's a big bang. I've it's not a seen bang. a single episode. Well, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it in German. So anyway, so Nia's been falling asleep here at like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night because you're still jet lagged. And yeah. then though I, you know, I stay up late, you know. What did you do last night when, after I fell asleep? I sat outside on the chair. Uh-huh. And uh, I watched a bunch of Billy Squire videos. I don't know how I got into that, but I was sipping a little Johnny Walker Black over there. Over and I, there. And I was thinking, I don't know, I was just watching all these drum videos. I was going down that little fucking rabbit hole there. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, remember that guy that used to play 
for Billy Squire that kind of had a Bonham-esque feel. And I couldn't remember his name. And then I looked it up and said, oh, yeah, Bobby Chewinart. And he was from Brockton, Mass. And um, he was, you know, just was a fucking monster player. And I remember, um, you know, that him, he died really young. He was only like 43. I think he had like a heart attack. So I just went to go put that, you know, I wanted to listen to him play. And then I just was watching this Billy Squire shit like live in Detroit. That guy was such a fucking rock star. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand. And everybody always talks. He made this one video and everybody always talks about like, that ended his fucking career. It was like that thing came out in the fucking 80s. It was so in the 80s. Like that nobody noticed most of the videos, most of the videos from that time did not stand the test of time. You know what I mean? But I, but I hate when people try to go like, oh, like in the moment when that video came out, everybody said to hell with Billy Squire. That's not what happened. He just didn't have any more hits after that. Um, but even like, I actually read a quote, Martha Quinn was going, <laughs> I remember that video came out. I don't remember an adverse reaction to it. She goes, I thought it was kind of cute, which is not what you want to say. But basically now you, you look at, he's got like this pastel fucking shirt on. And he's just sort of stomping around, fucking wrecking this apartment. It's really bad. If that's the case, though, wouldn't like most rock videos in the '80s be like ripped to shreds? Oh I my mean, god! Yeah, well, maybe people, they are. I don't know. They're horrible. Wait, everybody, the synchronized fucking dancing, licking your bass, fucking doing the, everybody doing that thing like they were fucking eating pussy, doing everything. <laughs> Steve Vai with his fucking double neck guitar, and he's sitting there like acting like he's fucking the guitar. What's your favorite? What's mean, your favorite rock f- video from the eighties? I have one. Um, it's Money for Nothing. The animation. No, no, Oh, no. yeah, yeah, that yeah. That one? Yeah. No, no. But that's number two. The first one is Take On Me by AHA. But they weren't a rock band. Were they more pop? Were they considered pop? Yeah, but yeah. That, that was... In any, in any Robert Palmer video with take all the chicks. Take on me. Take on me. Take me out. Oh, me. Oh God! <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> and any Robert Palmer Boom. video with the like the half dozen chicks with the same body type and the black slick back hair, the red lips, and the big titties. I got to be titties. honest with you, that video, they those chicks did nothing for me. Everyone was like, "Oh my God, those chicks are so fucking hot, dude!" There's like six of them. They're just standing there. I they was were just, all like supermodels, and they like I, I, yeah. That's I, why none of them could play an instrument. Fucking. I know, looking that, freaks. that was really funny how they all just fake playing instruments. <laughs> yeah, and they had that fucking look on their face like something, they hadn't got enough free drinks that night. I, do, I, I told you, I have, I have major fucking issues with women of that ilk. I did just fucking just, I respect them, you're gorgeous, you know what I mean? But just like, they're fucking the, the most boring people ever. The worst fucking interviews ever. You get a fucking... Model just sitting there. They they fucking stink. <laughs> they just look good. It's just just shut up. We just want to look at you. You're like a fucking lamp that somebody wants to fuck. But other than that, you're useless. You're a fucking useless person. So oh 
I like now. I like the fucking who is. Okay. I always like the who is. I like the. You, you like know. the slutty party girls. Those, those, yeah, those, those chicks. Those are the good looking girls you like. Yeah, they look like they were fun. <laughs> like if you showed up with like a twelve of fucking Budweisers. They'd fucking drink some with you, and someone was going to get a blowjob. You watch the fucking Robert Palmer video. It's like, nobody's getting their dick sucked here. Yeah, no. These fucking chicks are no. so up their own asses. No. They're just, eh, eh. They probably all hated each other. They're too classy for that. They don't want to go to a oh. dive bar with you. Oh, please. Yeah, they're too classy for that until Uncle Terry takes their pictures, and all of a sudden they're getting a 3D look at his oh. salt and pepper fucking pubes coming at him. <laughs> That fucking creep. Dude, anytime you're of a certain age and you start telling younger women to call you uncle so-and-so and you're not fucking related to him. disgusting. That's a major... You know, the reason why I know about him is because you're into the fashion world. He's, he's so disgusting. Yeah, anytime he takes... G, G. Terry... His photographs what is, are played out. I know. I, that whole style is played out. What's your theme for this one? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's like you're drugged up, but you really want to fuck this old guy. Do you remember <laughs> when we went into that bookshop and we saw, like, the books that he published before he started getting all this fame for, like, taking a picture of Jared Leto? It's literally him with a di- his dick in some girl's face and him literally coming on a girl. Like, those were his the whole books of them. Those were his photographs at first. I, the only reason why I know who the guy Gaga is, the only reason why I know who that guy is is because of you. Yeah. This is the, the people, anybody who calls himself uncle is either a fucking pervert <laughs> or they think everything that they say is fucking amazing. Like Ted Nugent. Just another tip from your uncle Ted. <laughs> I got the whole world figured out. He's like, he's he like, like he lives in like, like a tree fort and he shoots right. bears with arrows and, and then like all of a sudden yeah and all of a sudden he knows how the world should work I just don't understand you know isn't he like a, yeah he's like a big conservative uh, gun nut do you need some water what's going on over there nah, I'm fine all right I'm just clearing my throat I, right. I pulled the fucking thing away let me clear my no. throat Ted Nugent I respect anybody that that knows how to fucking hunt. anybody knows how to hunt everybody knows like guns and shit I think that's a really cool thing. I feel like he's. Does he hunt? He hunts for food, or does he kill a bear to put it on his living room floor? Both. I have no idea. You'd have to ask him why he hunts, but I know he knows how to do it. I think that's a cool thing, and like, uh, you know, and he's a responsible gun owner. He has a gun. He doesn't go around shooting people. Hmm. <laughs> but if you go into his house, he's gonna blow your fucking head off. I mean, that's. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That totally makes sense to me, but. Just because I agree with that doesn't mean I need to listen to you and your fucking... Like, yeah, I'll listen to your thoughts about our foreign policy with fucking whatever you want to do, but you can't deliver it in this fucking way. That's another tip from your Uncle Bill. <laughs> Uncle Bill. <laughs> I don't know. So anyways, Nia, so I, yes. I, was, I was on the internet last night and I, I was looking up all this Billy Squire stuff. Billy Squire live in Detroit... The fucking guy's guitar playing, total front man, his interaction with the crowd. I mean, the guy was, he just was fucking murdering it. And he had this great band and uh, ended up fucking, went down this whole fucking thing, um, looking up Bobby Chouinard, and there's a book on him and stuff, which of course I ordered on Amazon. It's like 20 bucks, got the hardcover. And uh, I remember I used to take drum lessons 
I can't remember the name of it, but I used to take it in Brockton. And um, how long have you been taking drum lessons? Well, I took them for like three or four years in the early '90s, and then I didn't take them again until uh, last year. Mm. Oh no! Wait, a little bit. When I was in New York, I used to go. I had a couple teachers at uh, um, Jesus Christ. What the fuck was it called? The fuck is that place called? When we were dating? No. Before, right? No. What happened was I. What happened was I started fucking playing, and um, I don't. Know, I played like three, four years. Then I started taking some lessons, and then right around that time, I started doing stand up, and then stand up was the thing. Like it's. <clears throat> the thing that stopped me from being a great drummer, Neil, was time. I didn't have the time, and I didn't have the God-given gift. <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> I had to end on the big one. I did not have the gift, and I, I used. To, I thought if I just kept working, working, working at it, I would somehow work my way into having the gift. Do you see and, yourself... Wait, can I just ask you? Do you see yourself in your 70s? Like doing comedy in Vegas somewhere and kind of doing like a Don Rickles type of situation, but then maybe you get behind the drums and sort of do like a musical comedy thing. Oh, God. And it's like, <laughs> oh, God. But it's charming because you're old. <laughs> you know, that, would be, that would be so pathetic. No. Yeah, but if the. No, but it would be all the music I listen to. Welcome to the jungle. And you're wearing like no, a and then, tuxedo? No, and then I'd have all the young hotties singing, going. Right. Bill's got fun and games. And then they'd come over. <laughs> then they come over. And they'd fucking pat my bald head. <laughs> oh, he's so adorable. Um, Nia, I would kill myself. I would, I would jump off the Welcome to Vegas sign. I'm saying that now as a 48-year-old. Who knows? Yeah, like, but don't you see, like, yeah, it, moving into your 70s, 80s, doing, like, a month or so residency. We can move to Vegas for a couple months. Yeah, this is, like, live, the saddest live, scenario live ever. In, why? They would pay you a good amount of money. Why is that sad? You think you're going to be going on tour in your 70s? You think you're going to be on the road like you are now? No, I 70s? think I'm going to save my fucking money so I don't have to. The only reason I'll be on the fucking road in my 70s is if, if I w still want to be. If I still felt like I had something to say. But, but you're I might be in my fucking 80s like, <laughs> What's up with... <laughs> I don't know. What's up with these computers? I'll still be bitching about the same shit. But you're going to... I know you. You're going to still want to do comedy. I love making people laugh, and yeah. if I do it on a much smaller scale, I'm fine with that. But exactly. I'm not going to make a fucking ass of myself and have some <laughs> luau-themed fucking comedy show. Oh, please tell me you'll drag me off stage before I do that. The day I show up and I'm in drag and I have, like, the, the coconuts over my fake titties. Caesar's Palace presents <laughs> Bill Burr. <laughs> Oh god, that would be a nightmare. No, we could live in this. We could live in a suite at Caesars for like two months, and you do your, you know, classic comedy, <laughs> telling jokes from the two thousand 
20. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You can't do classic comedy. You can't go out like... I saw Don Rickles and Tony Orlando opened up, and he was playing, uh, you know, knock three times on the ceiling. I remember that fucking year. You're, like, psyched. Mm-hmm. You're psyched, but, like, no one's psyched to hear a joke again that they already heard. Mm. They just go away. I can't be like, all right. I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> but there was a president a long time ago. He stuck a cigar. They come Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky. They remember. <laughs> and then you just start doing all that. And then, um, then I do like a medley of mm-hmm. styles that all influenced me. <laughs> <laughs> I do the Eddie Murphy laugh. The Sam's Kinison yell, the Seinfeld, why? You know, as the band plays underneath it. Yeah, exactly. You know, comedy and music have a lot of similarities. There's a rhythm, isn't there, Johnny? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm wearing Hawaiian shirts because I'm crazy. What's what's he going to say next? Yeah, but you're not going to want to just rest on your laurels, even in your 70s. You're going to still want to go out. So I'm just thinking about... I'm going to rest on my ass. That's white like the mozzarella. Like the mozzarella. The red mozzarella. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I don't get the concept of retiring. Like, if you retire, you're just... Then you're just... I would feel useless... And I would just be like, I'm going to die in about 10 days. I'm, I, I would be one of those people. If I retired, I would be dead in a week. Because I'd just be like, it's over. I'm useless. Why am I still here? And I would yeah. go into an unbelievable depression. That's what I mean. So you and still I have would to die. work. And, but you have to work in a capacity in which someone wants to see a 70-year-old comedian. <laughs> <laughs> And the place where people would want to see and pay to see a 70-year-old comedian is Las Vegas. Let's be real. Or you could have, like, you know, a, a few nights run at a, a, a theater in New York, maybe. But it's not like you're going to be going to all the comedy clubs like you're doing now, which is fine. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All of that is really frightening. I can oh, tell I you that. Mean, I don't mean to frighten you. Uh, well, well, the end? That's the <laughs> end of your fucking life. It's just the end. Um, I'll be there with you. Don't worry. Yeah, no, I, I picture my 70s and 80s. Uh, I definitely am wearing slippers, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> putzing around the house. Yeah. Yeah, and God willing, you know, the house is paid for. I still have a nice car, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. And... Um, you're going to be like, Hef, what do you think Hef does all day? He probably putters around the house in his slippers. <laughs> Did somebody buy that house? Somebody bought it, and then they, he was going to turn, but he wanted to turn it into something. And so the, the deal didn't work out. Because I think the thing is, you can buy it, but Hef has to live there until the end of his life, yeah. which makes sense. That's what's going, I don't know if any, yeah, <clears throat> I think they did an article on that. You yeah. gotta You got to buy his house. It's for a hundred million dollars and it's a teardown mm-hmm. which means he didn't keep it how did he not keep it up you know what it was he was in the fucking magazine business he started it in the 50s and who would have known that the internet would come along and all these kids stopped buying magazine all this free porn and all that and it just went down the fucking drain that's the other thing too Nia the lucky thing that I have being a comedian is people always want to laugh 
I think that that's the reason why not only has it survived all of these new technologies, it actually thrives because, you know, what, I mean, what's, what's the main shit that you watch on the, on the Internet? You want to fucking laugh, laugh yeah. or jerk off to something. That's the two big things. <laughs> and yeah. um, comedy just, it fits, you know, joke can be really quick. Guy walks into a bar. He says, blah, blah, blah. The guy says, blah, blah, blah. And done. You mm-hmm. get the fucking laugh. And these kids with their, their, their fucking squirrel-like attention spans, mm-hmm. it works. So um, I don't know how long it'll, or how long it works at this fucking level. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, all that shit's fucking scary to me. So I just keep... Uh, I'm just looking for my next special, Mia. And I got, mm. by the way, I got, it, I got it worked out. You do? Yeah. I know which ones um, I'm doing. I know which ones I'm leaving out. Any ones that I feel are, are like, going to even remotely be, like, considered, uh, like, done before. Mm-hmm. You know? As much as I like the aborted landing bit that I've been doing, I'm not doing it because at the end of the day, it's fucking airplane material. And that'll just be one where I'll just, like, I'll just have that one in my back pocket as far as, like, if I'm just somewhere one night and I'm sick of my act, I'll just bust that one out again. Although I feel like I told it in every... You can bring it back at Caesars when you're 70. There you go. (laughs) That's a timeless joke. (laughs) Yeah, dying in a plane crash. (laughs) I've been at... That one's just... That one's just a fun one to do. And it fucking murders... Everyone can relate to it and everything, but at the, at the, I just kept, in the back of my head, I just kept going like, you know, this is this is just airplane material. And then one night I went to Flappers, I'm not going to say who, I saw him on stage, and I was just, and he had a joke about an aborted landing, and it, you know, it was, mine was different enough, but it just hit the same points. Right. You know, the stewardess not talking, the fucking, you know, what's going through your head and all that. And it just was like, and uh, I was going to say something. Hey, I kind of got something like that. But then I was just like, I just, I, you know, I'm not even going to bother with that. I'm just not going to do it. But on this past tour, when I went through Europe, you know, I broke it out probably 60% of the nights because it kills and I was also trying to get comfortable. I just have to get a little comfortable over here to forget that I'm not in the United States. Um, Do you feel like protective <clears throat> of certain jokes? Like with that one you were saying, someone had a similar premise, so you're kind of more willing to let it go. But are there certain jokes that you just feel like, you know, you absolutely are like, no, this is definitely going in the special, not compromised. Not, well, not if, if I see somebody else doing something like I'm doing mm-hmm. um, no I wouldn't do that because then I'm thinking well did they put theirs out yet or are they going to put theirs out and mm-hmm. um, I drop the joke is what I do um, really? yeah even if maybe you came up with it for not saying that this is the case with the airplane one but if you feel like if you hear somebody do something about Caitlyn Jenner or something like that yeah, like even that one, like as much much fun as I've been having with that, I don't think I'm doing that one in the special. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I, well, I, mean, I, I got this other chunk of shit that I can do yeah. that's along the same lines. Um, and also, I made fun of Caitlyn when I was on Conan, so that's already out there. 
And then I also feel like it's just kind of, uh, it's done. I just feel like that that subject is, I just, when I'm yeah, up there, when I'm up there, when I'm doing the bit, as much fun as I'm having, the fun that I'm having is, is the crowd's reaction to what I'm saying. But, you know, my heart of hearts, I don't have any passion for it anymore. I don't give a shit. She's not in the news anymore. Right. I don't true. give a fuck. Yeah, that's true. It was just that one period when, you know, when they made that federal case about her fucking where she should pee and what building and, and, uh, Mm-hmm. That was just, it was just such a layup mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, this is your fucking problem. And like, like I don't know, we just come back from yeah, Asia and shit and just seeing what those people are going through. And then you come here. Yeah. And this true. fucking millionaire Olympic <laughs> star is, I don't know. I know. She doesn't have a show anymore. They canceled the show. It's kind of like it's done, you know? Yeah. That's true. It's got to be killing them. To not have the show. Well, Jesus Christ! I mean, if, if you're not interesting, better off. If, to be if you're not interesting, after you do something like that, well, that's I mean, the thing. that's like that's it's like, like he was boring as Bruce, and she's boring as Kate. Like it's just not. There's nothing magical that happened now that he's come out as transgender. Like there's nothing. You know, she's still a Republican. He's still living in Malibu. It's still boring. It's just not. She looks great, but other that than was that, the best part. Nothing. I love the transgendered Republican. Yeah, I mean, it's and everybody just, getting mad. I love how they the thought if he got person. some, if he got some titties, all of a sudden he'd be exactly. looking at the world differently. No, she's exactly the same. She just looks different, and she's got a great, <laughs> she's got a great stylist and a great hairstyle and great makeup. That's it. But it's the same person. Nobody watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians to see Bruce. Nobody all right, cared. Let's, come on. I mean, the guy's had enough pain. He's obviously suffering here. I think. Caitlin is is fine, actually. I think he's just fine. Oh yeah, she is just fine. Yeah, I, I think. Do you think at okay. night, before Caitlin goes to bed, she puts on the Robert Palmer video and does those dances? You know what? I would actually love to see. Oh my god! Oh my god! MM Photoshop. MM Photoshop. Please, will you please make? Oh my god. Yeah, will and you, then, oh, then I'll... Will you then, please, yes, yes, will you please make Bill Robert Palmer and then a whole row oh. of Caitlyn Jenner's... <laughs> my old, my old Vegas show. In the, in the background, playing the instrument. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I gotta do, it. I gotta do some advertising here. All okay. right. Hey, Nia, have you heard, of, have you heard about MVMT watches? No. Well, look, when you're in your 20s and 30s, money can be tight. It's always the worst. If you're not careful, dressing well can quickly drain your bank account, like spending four to $500 on a department store watch. Um, there's some brands out there charging insane prices. Can you not make noise in the background? I was just getting some more. For the love of God, this is a professional podcast right, happening right, here. Right, sorry. All right. There's some brands out there charging insane prices for watches that aren't even worth it. Well, if you want to look great when you go out but still have money to buy him or her a drink, check out movementwatches.com. What does that him or her mean? Him or her. What does that mean? Are they trying to suggest that women actually buy drinks? Yes, we do buy drinks. What are you talking about? No, for men? Yes. You walk up and be like, hey, sailor, (laughs) Can can I get you a Sam Adams? No, but maybe you're out with a guy and you're just like, here, let me let me let me get this round. And he's like, oh, this girl's cool. Can you just say that again? Hey, let me get this round. 
One more time. Hey, let me get this around. Wow. Oh, you know what? First of all, I've known you for 12 years. No, I've never heard no. you say that. That, was that like, is not Beetlejuice, true. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> hey, let me get true. this round. <laughs> I bought you drinks. Finish your advertising. Yeah, they good. Good job. Jump out of that conversation. Very smart. No, I'm not trying to get out of the conversation, but I do recall in our dating days before we. You were sound like a fucking politician. I I do recall an incident. <laughs> Nia, do me Did a favor. I, I love you. Drink? Just walk away. Oh fuck you. There you go. Right there, capitulation. <laughs> fuck you. Had nothing to do with that argument. <laughs> hey, let me get this round. Oh my god. I'm going to fantasize to that tonight. All right, let's get back to the watches here. Check out movementwatches.com. Originally founded by two broke college kids, Movement Watches cut out the middleman and and their big brand retail mock-ups in order to give you a stylish watch for an affordable price. Movement Watches start at just $95, a watch with department store quality for a fraction of the price. They're sleek and minimalistic and a modern twist on a classic style. Movement has grown organically purely by supporters like yourselves so join there are more than one million social media followers and get a movement watch today go to mvmtwatches.com slash burr and they'll give you 15 percent off your entire purchase mvmtwatches.com slash burr all right <clears throat> oh jesus i hate reading out loud dollar shave club everybody um all right here we go. What are we doing? DollarShaveClub.com delivers amazing razors right to your front door or your back door. If you could get a cool delivery guy and pays attention to the notes that you leave. Could you leave it in the milk can around back? Right to your front door for a third of the price of what the greedy razor corporations charge. That means when you join Dollar Shave Club, you can afford to shave with a fantastic fresh blade anytime you want, which feels fantastic. Um, you get a first-class shave when you use the executive blade, and that's without hurting your wallet. And when you use the executive with Dr. Carvey's Easy Shave Butter, the blade gently glides for the smoothest shave ever. Um, shave butter isn't your average shave cream. It's a unique conditioning formula with high-quality natural ingredients, leaving your skin feeling unbelievably soft, unbelievably smooth. Now's a great time to join Dollar Shave Club. New members who buy a tube of shaved butter, get a month off the executive razor for free. Take advantage for free. Take advantage of this special offer. It's available by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash burr. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash burr. Hey! Dollarshaveclub.com slash burr. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. Jesus Christ. Too many fucking reads. All right. Oh, bottle, boop, boop, me undies. Me undies going up your fucking ass. Boo doo doo doo. Me undies, me undies. Try to show the world you got class. If you're in Italy and your dick's hanging out, wouldn't it be nice to not have people shout? Put it away. You're scaring the kids. That's why you need me undies. Oh yeah, it's like a bunch of velvet on your taint. All right, me undies. <laughs> yeah, how about that fucking guy with the the fucking. Not only the Brazilian cut bathing suit, he had the Brazilian flag on his fucking left butt cheek. And he was just strutting back and forth. When, when we were in the little fucking claustrophobic fucking fishing village, by the way, um, it's like you just start, you just walk down this street and the, the, it just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. 
And uh, anyways, it finally opens up when you get down by the ocean. So we, we went to uh, this pizza place. We're sitting there. And, you know, people going by on the boardwalk. How many times did that guy walk by? <laughs> At least five. Five he fucking times. Back, forth, back and forth, forth and he, back and forth. Then he found this woman. And I'm like, oh, he was looking for her. And then he came walking back two seconds later without her. I was like, what is this guy doing? He was strutting around like a Brazilian peacock is what he, he was, was doing. He was. His little fucking Freddie Mercury underwear on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brazilian butt cheek. We're trying to eat over here. A lot of Speedos. You know, we're, we're in Italy. There's ciao. A lot, there's a lot of Speedos. Ciao, Bella. Ciao. All right. Where are we? Okay, we're getting near. Whether you're wearing a suit or sweats... Or oh, you have the Brazilian flag on your man ass. <laughs> Spend almost 24 hours a day in your underwear. But instead of making a, st- a statement like Superman's tights under his everyday clothes, your underwear is probably boring. MeUndies is here to change that. Uh, every pair of MeUndies... Mia, how would you say this word? M- modal? How else might you say it? Modal? Exactly. That's been my fucking dilemma the entire time. And then this is, this is they go, it's, it's pronounced this, and it's M, they put it in quotes, M-O-H dash D-A-L. Modal. How do you know it's dal, not modal? Because he's supposed to have that fucking accent. Modal. Modal. <clears throat> what is the context? I'm so confused. Every pair of MeUndies is made from sustainable source modal, modal, a fabric that's twice as soft oh. as cotton. They don't fucking tell you how to pronounce it. or they, they do a poor job of it. And then they make this incredible fucking boast. And for the life of me, I've gone on the Internet, and I cannot find the studies that say that it's twice as soft as cotton. I mean, cotton's pretty soft, Neil. <laughs> it's like my belly right now. Every pair of MeUndies is made of that shit. Nothing can describe the fit and feel of MeUndies up against your undercarriage. But once you try them on, you'll understand why they're called the world's most comfortable underwear, underwear, underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't love the first pair of MeUndies, they're free. No questions asked. MeUndies has dozens of styles and limited edition prints. Mom, I got to get this underwear. (laughs) To help make you make a statement with your underwear. Uh, All right. Call to action here. Shipping is free in the U.S. and Canada, and you can save up to $8 a pair with the MeUndies subscription plan. Get the subscription or, or a single pair. Get 20% off your first order when you go to MeUndies.com slash Burr. That's MeUndies.com slash Burr for 20% off your first order. MeUndies.com slash Burr. I buy underwear like once every 10 years. <laughs> you know? I don't understand. Nobody sees it. It doesn't wear out. <laughs> I'm not single, so I'm not trying to take my underwear off. Like, huh? Does this excite you? <laughs> you like the fireworks around my ball bag area? I just have black, gray, or white. Are you bored with my underwear, Nia? You're like, oh, God. Same old dick wrapped in the same old package. <laughs> I need to get some MeUndies. All right, score big. Nia, you know what? You're paying too much for tickets. Between all the markups and last minute's convenience charges, hmm. what about those assholes? Somebody sent me a tweet, so they bought tickets, and there was like a $7, and they wrote Bill Burr convenience charge. So they put it on me. Yeah, why is it your fault that no, they're no. charging? No, I, I told my agent they got to take, don't fucking put my name on your fuck over charge. I don't get any of that money. Yeah. What's, and also, what's convenient about it? There's nothing convenient. It's a fuck over. And if Every it was fucking place you go to. Charge you. That's like when I was in St. Louis and they charged me an occupancy tax for the hotel room I was in. But don't they do that with every hotel? I don't think that's a new thing. I hate that you just said that. Why? 
But doesn't every rapist fucking yeah, take, that's take the same pussy thing. without asking that's for it? That's the same thing. In my world, it is. <laughs> all right, score big. You're paying too much for tickets. Between all the markups and last-minute convenience charges, even printed home fees? That was a question mark with an exclamation point. That's why I went big there. Oh, I was like, what is that even reading? printed home fees? <laughs> It's already in the papers. <laughs> you end up paying courtside prices for nosebleed seats. Score Big is here to change that. Did you know, Nia? this is incredible. Mm. I still don't believe this. Tell me. Do you know that 40% of all live event tickets go unsold? 40%, Nia. So like when Beyonce. Yeah. Is it Beyonce? Yes. Beyonce. It's Beyonce. It's Beyonce. Modal? <laughs> Modal. It's it's fiance but with a B. Okay, just go easy on me. You don't want the beehive coming at you, <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerds. Uh, she would walk by all of you in a second. She'd be like, "Who is that bitch? Why is she backstage?" Unless you paid into her fucking thing, and then she'll pretend to like you. That's my gut instinct. Um, did you know that 40% of all live event tickets go unsold? And did you know that there's a place to get these seats at huge savings? It's called Score Big. Yeah, like when they had the Super Bowl, Nia, 40% of those tickets go unsold. 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 Why? Everybody wants to go. Thank God there's Score Big. Score Big works directly with your favorite teams and artists. Oh, so they hold back 40% of these fucking tickets. You really never want to have advertisers on this podcast. To get their unsold. Because this is insulting. 40% of tickets of every live event do not go unsold, you fucking assholes. Yeah, if you're going to go see the Bee Gees, because there's, the there's only one left. <laughs> Leave the Bee Gees and Beyonce out of this. That, that's like the old that fucking joke from Larry Sanders. I was going to say they should just call him BG now because there's just one left. And that was like, remember when Hank said that? Mm-hmm. When like Ashley Judd, Winona Judd came on, he introduced her as the Judd because she used to be in the Judds. And he's like, she's a stay with the Judds. She's a Judd. You don't remember that? Yeah. Right. No. Anyways, here's what you got to do. Go to scorebig.com, download the new Scorebig app for your iPhone and find the events and seats you want. Two, make an offer with Scorebig's ticket, name a ticket price feature. All right, I'll give you a dollar. I want to go to the Super Bowl for a dollar. Get an instant answer. Go fuck yourself and save up 60% on your tickets. Never any fees and shippings is always free. You can count on unbeatable prices and great seats. And when you're in great seats, you actually enjoy the game or the show all the more. Oh my God! Look at Beyonce. I can almost smell her. Leave for the Beyonce easiest, out of this. For the easiest way, I know. I'm not trying to, Nia. I know she's fierce. For the easiest way to save on tickets, download the new Score Big app for, for your iPhone. Enter the promo code Burr and check out at checkout, and you'll save an extra twenty dollars off your first ticket price. No iPhone, no problem. Get twenty dollars off online uh, too at ScoreBig.com. That's ScoreBig.com. Promo code Burr, scorebig.com, promo code Burr. All right, that was the last one. Ah, that was the last one. Thank God. Um, who do you think's better, Nia? Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Madonna, or that, that chick you used to go, chee, 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 whatever the fuck she'd do, and then she played, the, she played the flamenco <laughs> guitar. Uh, can I rank them as opposed to saying who's best? Well, isn't that what you're doing? 
Are you talking about in a live aspect? I've only seen two of those four examples live. Dude, the chick playing the flamenco guitar is fucking unbelievable. Charo is amazing. All right. We love Charo. When, when, when Madonna plays guitar, she's like wearing driving gloves, so she's not even taking it seriously. So she's out. <laughs> All right? I've never seen Madonna live. I'd like to. Now, Lady Gaga wears a meat dress while she's on a horse. It's a real horse, right? <laughs> That's not what happens. And then people but... take their tits up. Now, Beyonce... <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce. Uh, I've never seen live. I've She's never amazing, seen live. Amazing, amazing, amazing. All right. She's like. The only time I see her live is when she falls down because the clip shows up on my YouTube. When she's doing that thing, she's whipping her head around. On your YouTube? My YouTube. <laughs> Whatever, you go on the homepage and it's just like, oh, well, fine, you, watch, you watch this slap fight. Right. Here's right. a frog kicking a fly in the face. And then <laughs> you're like, oh, I'll watch that. And the next thing you know, you're watching frog fly videos. <laughs> And then somehow it comes, it always ends up coming back around to when Beyonce fell down the stairs. That's how it works for me. Hmm. Beyonce, well, I only saw Beyonce and Gaga in concert. I haven't seen those other two. And I think Beyonce definitely gave the better concert than Gaga. Nia Renee Hill, throwing shade, I believe is what they say. That was not throwing shade. Was, we, did you toss it? Did you toss the shade? There was no shade you, anywhere in that statement. Did you send, put the shade down on the pillow like a mint? Um, all right. What else did I want to talk about? Oh, you know what? I, I'm obsessed with the car over here. I'm in Italy, Nia. What yeah. car am I going to be obsessed by? Oh, the Ferrari? No. The Lamborghini? No. Yeah, that, the Fiat 500cc. Yeah, you're and taking a, pictures of everyone that you've seen. A two-cylinder fucking engine, motorcycle engine, basically. And uh, was considered a four-passenger back in the day. And uh, they're just the fucking most adorable. I love those little cars. I love smart cars. Those are such cool. That's like when you were a little kid and you had a little fake little car that your mom had to push you around in. But, you know, she was too sleepy because she was having a bunch of kids. No, the only reason why a smart car. The only only reason why. You're saying all the obvious things people say about a smart car. The only reason why a smart car stinks is because there's truck drivers texting. That's why it stinks because, you know, you, the car's already half mushed up. But as far as just like, just a great, you just jump in the fucking car. You can park it anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. I, I can appreciate a Ferrari all the way down to a smart car. You just, I just hate people who look at a smart car and they're just like, like they compare it to like a fucking, you know, some sort of race car. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, that's not what it's trying to do. Right? Okay. I don't know, whatever. I like that car. So I like the little Fiat 500cc. And what I learned was on the old ones is you have to do this thing. Technique is called uh, a double clutch. And I was sitting there. I've never understood that. And I had to drive a truck one time on Breaking Bad when I had to pull up in the dump truck. And the guy was trying to show me how to do the double clutch thing, which is weird because when you want to upshift, it's like you got to let the thing slow down. The, the rotations of the end slow down, and when you downshift, you actually got to hit the gas and have it speed up, which makes no fucking sense to me. I would think it would be the opposite. So it's fucking me up. So finally I go, dude, why don't I just fucking leave it in gear? All right? And I'll, I'll give it throttle, and I'll let out the clutch, and I'll just go. You just finally said yes to that. But ever since then, like, I, I had no idea. But I t- still have to tell you, even just driving that dump truck in, like, first gear for, like, 10 feet into the shot... 
was one of the coolest things I ever did. Mm. Yeah, that's like little kid shit. Like that's you have a big cool. giant Tonka truck. Um, <clears throat> Didn't you also have to like stand on train tracks on Breaking Bad? Or wait, are we pretending to be a train conductor? Oh no! With the train? Yeah, no, we robbed the train. I had to stop the yeah. train so the the other guys. Uh, I almost said Mr. Pink, Jesse Pinkman, and Mr. <laughs> White. Uh huh. Robbed it in the back. Right, 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 right. That's what it yeah. was. So the funniest part of that, my, the most fun of that scene, other than driving it, was when they were just shooting me and I had to pretend there was a train coming at me and there was no train there. Mm-hmm. And one of the conductors, one of the actors, was just laughing his ass off because he knew I had to do the scene. And that's just one of the things. There's going to be an entire crew of people watching you, not saying anything. And they go action, and you have to, like, in the middle of nowhere, stand on these train tracks and sh- scream and yell, and there's nobody there's fucking there. There's nothing there, yeah. Yeah, there's <laughs> nobody. <laughs> but it was a great acting experience because it prepared me for more shit like that. Yeah. Like, you were so good on Breaking Bad. You would have been good on Breaking Bad. It was the writing. Anybody would have been great on Breaking Bad. The, What's that supposed to mean? I mean, like, anybody would be fucking good on it. Yeah, but you were like, you would be great on Breaking Bad. I fucking did a, a, a two-episode show on a Netflix series that's premiering next year. May I point out? I was being fucking modest. When I told you were great on Breaking Bad. Yeah, I was, wasn't I? No, you just say thank you. Is it that hard? You are the worst to give a compliment to because you literally just don't know what to do. You can't just say thank you. You're always like, hey, well, what are you going to do? Like, I got you give, lucky. You give every response, but it's the simplest response is thank you. And you just can't seem to wrap your mind around it. I've seen it happen so many times. People, oh, my God, you're amazing. You're like, hey, well, you know, I just showed up. <laughs> it's just like, just say thank you. <laughs> What's so hard? Because it's fucking weird. Why is it weird? To get a compliment? Oh, Boston. Hey, I don't know. You know, speaking of watch. Oh, fuck! I forgot. Guess who, I ran, guess who I ran into? What? Guess who I fucking ran into? Oh. So I fucking... Um, I'm in Belgium, and I'm going up the stairs, and of course my fucking uh, key doesn't work. And I go on this big, long fucking stupid fucking technology. How the fuck is this making fucking easier? Remember you just had a key? If a cell phone touches a key, the fucking key still works, man. I was just being such a fucking baby. And then it went down there, and it turned out I had the wrong key. Uh Uh-huh. Because this other key was for something else in there. But then still, it's just like, you know, what the fuck? You know? Just give me one fucking key, you assholes, right? So I turn around, and I'm walking, and this fucking guy stands up. He's got the 80s rock star fucking hair. He's in great shape. And I just looked at him and I go, holy, I just looked at him. I go, are you Tommy Aldridge? And he goes, yeah. And I was just like, and I I literally yelled. I was like, I had normal voice. I go, are you Tommy Aldridge? And he goes, yeah. And then I just go, no way. (laughs) In, In the fucking lobby. I go, no way. And I was like, dude, I got all your DVDs. I was trying to say, I still, I actually have. His drum instructional uh, 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 fucking... I have it on VHS tape. I have it, I have it for the VCR. Um, I could see it in his face. He was just going, oh, no, this person's crazy. Right. How am I going to get out of this? And I just stuck my hand out. I just said, hey, man, thanks for all, all you... I, I said, uh, 
just, I just said, thanks for all your great drumming mm-hmm. over the years. And as he was walking away, he just said, thanks. That's what just reminded me of that. Right. Yeah. Simple. Thank you. Keep it moving. Yeah. So it was actually, I want to say, I mean, I'm prejudiced here. I think it was a, a good fan interaction with him. Yes. For him. I didn't ask him for an autograph. Mm-hmm. No, nope, I just sure. shook his hand. Right? Plus, who flips out when they see a drummer? Other drummers. Right. Okay. Dude, this guy played with fucking Ozzy. Uh-huh. He played in White Snake. He played in, like, every fucking band that I listened to coming up. White Snake. I always, like, what was their big hit? Are they? No, uh, that's everybody Snake. liked Here I Go Again. Yes. No. Going down the only road I've ever known. Um, that's how he sings it now. We went down. It's ever known. He, he goes up. Oh, okay. Ever known. What was that? What was that song that when we were watching VH1 Classic? I don't believe in love. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I, I never have. I never will. <laughs> you kill the will, because that's the way he does it. That was. Oh, you put so much emotion in it. That, that was Queensryche. Queensryche. Queensryche? Yeah, I don't know what the that was. There was like... Reich, like R-E-I-C-H? Not like the Third Reich. Not Third Reich. I think more like Middle Earth. They were more like... Oh. I don't know. I don't fucking understand science fiction. But I do know this. There was like two types of heavy metal bands. There was, there was like the people who were just like, hey man, like... Let's get some booze and fuck some strippers, right? Like mm-hmm. Molly Crew. Mm-hmm. There was uh, Poison and all of those guys. Not saying, you know, I'm not lumping them all together. But I'm just saying there was the party fucking bands. Right. And then there was the, the ones that were more like into issues. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But right. like, you know, Chernobyl. <laughs> Is that a natural song? Chernobyl will. <laughs> like I, was trying to think of, I was trying to think of something that... Somebody. Pour some sugar on me. Uh, Def Leppard. That was Def Leppard. Yeah. That was Def Leppard when they, they became a pop band. Who sings, she's my cherry pie? Uh, that was, uh, that was another one of the white bands. That was not White they Snake. White. It was not. Oh, not, you mean the name? <laughs> yeah. You mean the it wasn't name White Snake. It wasn't White Line. Oh, that wasn't, what, what the fuck was their name? She's my cherry pie. Warren. Oh, it was a W. Warrants. 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 Yeah, but no, no, that, those were the W bands. There was, there was Warrant, there was Winger, mm. and there was... Uh, uh, white some, Snake. No, those were all the white bands. White Snake, White Lion, Great White. <laughs> it always happens. It's like in the 60s, there was the Beatles, the Animals, the fucking Rascals. Everything became the, 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 the Monkeys. Uh-huh. It was all animal names. And then the early 2000s, it was all numbers, right? Late 90s, Matchbox 20, 3 Mary 4. Wait, so the monkeys... Two of my land. Were they supposed to be a satirized Beatles? What was the deal with the monkeys? They were like a manufactured band, right? Yep. But were they meant to be And I saw her of- face. And I'm a believer. Left without a trace. Left out of my mind. I'm in love. I'm a believer. I couldn't leave her. All right, sorry. This is becoming like a slumber party. Let me, let me read the... Uh, <laughs> not everybody's on vacation right now, oh, yet, so this yeah. is not going to be cute for long. Oh, All right, okay. here we go. All right, let me, uh, let's read some questions. 
Let's get back to the real world, where people ask a, an illiterate comedian <laughs> for life advice. <laughs> All right. Rodriguez. Hey, Bill, I listen to your podcast and would like your opinion, which I assume you will hit anyways regarding him. He's like the cheating husband that happens to make too much for that cunt to leave him. Why is or she so a cunt if he he's thought. cheating? Um, yeah, he's just trying to be funny to you. It's, it's an expression. It's a, it's a term of endearment. Oh, is that all? It's a term of endearment. I see. No, okay. we're not in fucking England. Were they just? I don't know if Alex. Rod- I don't know if Alex Rodriguez retired. I, I've seen his name keep popping up. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Being a Red Sox fan, I'm wondering what your opinion is. I'm not a big baseball fan, so I could give two fucks. So you don't care? You just want my opinion? But Kirby Puckett wasn't such a cunt aside from supposedly raping some chick in a restaurant. What are you doing here? Uh, yeah. He was and still is loved and adored in the Twin Cities. Explain the no. difference and get your ass here as soon as possible so I can bring someone to see you. I look forward. Thank you. Well, let me see if, if Alex Rodriguez retired. What a... I really don't have any opinion on A-Rod. After 2004, once the Red Sox won the World Series, I don't give a shit about the Yankees. It's over. It was the end of the movie. It's the end of the fucking movie. We're never, they have 27 championships. We're never going to catch them. But they can't rub it in our face that we haven't won one. We won fucking three. It's, it's, it's over. You know what I mean? It was like Back to the Future. They should have stopped with the first one. They just kept going. And all of a sudden, it was the 1800s. They made two and three at the same time. He and Derek Jeter, I always get confused. They're both Yankees, right? They're both really handsome, and they date famous girls. Um, right? Well, personally, I always liked Tino. Who? It's another fucking person. They're both really handsome. What are, you, what are you talking about over here? Aren't they? Alex A-Rod? Yeah, he's good looking. And then Derek Jeter. They're both like... Rodriguez is obviously like Latino. Derek Jeter is like biracial or something. They're both like honey colored, right? And you're ruining both of these people for a lot of men right now. <laughs> All right, what, what is my one opinion them, on the guy? Dated, like, uh, Cameron I, Diaz. One of them dated Mariah. Or okay, Madonna let's just or... move on to the next question. Oh, all right. What, sorry. I don't understand. What I listen to podcasts and would like your opinion, which I assume I feel like he's uh, not comfortable in his own skin. And he doesn't know what to say. And now that, that Derek Jeter, the guy who was totally comfortable in his own skin and never fucked up, is gone, I think he can just sort of fucking chill out. And I'm happy for him. He can just kind of fucking, you know, just be A-Rod. Whatever. I hope he has a good season. Not when he plays the Red Sox, but, you know, I don't give a It's over. We won the World Series. Go fuck yourself. We ran the table. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a happy sports fan. All right, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. I know he's not Scottish. Stop uh, tweeting me. Hey, hey, Billy Blood. Uh, did you hear McGregor talking shit about John Cena? He went on. He went on a rant about how he respects the old WWF, but doesn't give a shit about the new guys because they're all sissies. He calls Cena a forty-year-old grandmother. <laughs> In what universe is a 40-year-old a grandmother? I mean, a 40-year-old could be a grandmother, but Jesus. How old is Connor? No, what's great is he's such a badass that he can actually say that about a guy as big as John Cena, who I imagine has a wrestling background. Some of these guys that get into the WWF actually, like like Ken Patera, I remember, was like he won an Olympic gold medal for wrestling. Um, A number of them, like at the collegiate level, like we're champions, so they actually know what the fuck they're doing. So their ground game is pretty good, I would think. You know. Anyways, he says, "I'm sure McGregor 
could take punches better, but Cena is much stronger. Uh, who do you think would win? And do you think McGregor is a douchebag? Have you talked to Joe Rogan about this? Uh, Joe Rogan is a busy man, so I haven't <laughs> talked to him about what you think about John Cena. <laughs> Conor McGregor. Um, John Cena is in movies and commercials now anyway. He's not even, like, and reality shows. Like, he's not even, like, actively fighting. Please just, just say he's, he's honey-colored. Just, just don't say that at any point, all right? He's not, so I wouldn't. <laughs> and, yeah, shouldn't you, like, go down to the pool or something? Oh, now you want to kick me out of the podcast? Yeah, because you're turning everything into, like, uh, <laughs> look what's happening now with the gay guy and the fucking old broads with the Botox in their face. What's the name of that show? I don't know. Hi, I'm I'm fucking I'm I'm dressed like I'm from the south and I'm going to make these fucking jersey broads get mad at each other. Are you talking about Andy Cohen? There you go. Watch what happens live. There you go. Okay. Look look what these bitches are yelling about now. <laughs> he just stirs them up. He does. He does. He's like Captain Lou Albano. Um, he calls Cena 40-year-old. Is that the one with the rubber bands on his beard? Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest he was in, in Cindy Lauper's video. He played her dad. And the girls just want to have fun video. Sorry. Nia Hill, everybody. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming by the podcast. I'll see you. All right, I'm done. No, Wait, you're not. Get out. But isn't that question for... I could... Answer that, the next one. I'll be quiet for the rest of the segment. All right, so what do I think about it? I think he's just being Conor McGregor, and that's why you fucking love the guy. He sells fights. He's fucking hilarious. Calling John Cena 40-year-old grandmother's hilarious, and I imagine he'll say something funny back, and it'll be great. You know, I don't know. No one, Conor McGregor, I don't think he plans out what the fuck he says. I just think he goes up there and he goes off like a comedian that's, in the zone. I think he's fucking hilarious. Um, now and now I got to go find that. Uh, I got to go find that clip. All right. Can women go to bachelor parties? Oh, God. What? <laughs> what? Is this going to become a thing? All right. Hey, Billy Blue Balls. I'd like your advice on a disagreement my best friend and I are having. He's getting married next fall and we are very close. We've been great friends since college and we are so close to the so close that him and his fiance just asked me to officiate their wedding. The disagreement is about whether I should be able to go to his bachelor party in Vegas. I'm a woman, but because he's my best friend, I think I should be able to go. He wants the bachelor party to be men only, and I understand this to, to a point, but at the same time, by virtue of how close we are, I think I should be able to go. Uh, my friend and I are big fans of your podcast and have agreed that if you read this on air, whatever your advice is, we'll take it. So if you don't think that I, the best female friend, should be going to the bachelor party, we'll agree to it. Love the podcast. Hope you come to Boston soon. Thanks, and go fuck yourself. Um, no, you shouldn't, because I thought, first I thought this was a guy going to be bitching about his male friend that wanted to bring a woman along. And the first thing I was going to say would be like, I don't agree with that. But at the end of the day, it's this person's bachelor party. It's their wedding. So you just got to, you know, I would just shut up about it, but I would break his balls for the rest of time. Like this is my best friend. He had a woman at his bachelor party. No, it wasn't a stripper. So I would give the same advice here. 
um, this is not your bachelor party, and this is not a time for you to throw a hissy fit and ruin this thing for him. He has the bachelor party the way he wants. I think it's really cool that you guys are best friends and that you're going to... I think it's enough of an honor that he's going to let you speak, you know, as his best man. I mean, that's pretty fucking amazing. Officiate. whatever. Oh, you're going to do the vows? Yeah. Okay. She's going to officiate the wedding. Oh, all right. Yeah, there you go. That's huge. There you go. There you go. Yes. And I, I was... Do you care what I think? Only if you agree with me. I agree with you. And that's why this relationship works. I totally agree with you. Okay. My wife... I can, I can understand why she'd want to go, because it's like, hey, I'm your friend. I want to go, but like... Yeah, just say what you say. Don't stir her fucking brain up again. All right. You shouldn't go. Yes. Respect your best friend's wishes and not go, because he's going to want to do some shit... And hey, yeah, you don't you don't act, you don't get extra credit. Feet. You don't get extra credit for saying right, what you already fine. said. All right. <laughs> Every once in a while, to me, and I kiss you. All right. My wife is a gremlin. <laughs> hey, Billy Bongos. What? My wife of just over a year is adorable, and everybody loves her. Most days, she is a hardworking, level-headed human. I consider myself to have similar characteristics, and though and through hard work, have become quite successful. Because of this success, we have afforded to become somewhat of a socialite couple. We attend several parties and events on a monthly basis. This all sounds like the beginning of Boogie Nights, doesn't it? And then she starts doing blow. Next thing you know, she's getting banged in the driveway. She's just sitting there going, what the fuck's going on? That's nothing like Boogie Nights. Oh. We attend How is parties. that Boogie Nights? I don't know. That's what I'm picturing. Because they're a socialite couple, then they're going to get into the cocaine couple thing. Start, okay. You know? Oh, I, I, I think I see where you're going with this. All right. So we attend several parties and events on a monthly basis. Normally all goes well, and we go to bed happy and peaceful. But every now and then, my adorable wife turns evil. Um, I already picture her, her catching him looking at the fucking hotties. You go to a socialite party, you're testing the, the limits of your fucking relationship. That's when you said they did a bad, bad thing, right? You're stuck in one of those fucking eyes wide <laughs> shut parties. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Yeah, all of those fucking people. They look at like women, they're like objects and shit. And it's just like they give the old flick of the eyebrow, meaning, hey, you want to fuck mine and I'll fuck yours? I've never been to one of these parties, but that's, that's what I think. That's what I think goes down. All right. You want to fuck mine, mine and I'll, I'll fuck, fuck yours? yours? Well, we both just watch them go down on each other as we discuss stocks. <laughs> all right normally all goes well and we go to bed happy and peaceful but every now and then my adorable wife turns evil it's a little like the movie gremlins i've narrowed it down if she's boozed hungry and tired after midnight she turns into a class a cunt Jesus. Mm. she she's mean to me but what is worse is she says evil things about others to me the result is I am the only person that gets to see and hear this gremlin in action, and it makes me crazy. Makes me want to buy her a pair of cement shoes and a boat. Kidding, I think. Okay, Eminem. So what do I do? We have talked about it several times the next day with Levelhead, but Gizmo continues to turn from time to time. Do I start carrying granola? I was just going to say, I'd have, a, I'd have a sandwich in my back pocket. Do I start carrying granola bars and a five-hour energies in my pockets? Like, uh, what is that word? Like an EpiPen. Uh, what is that? That's for people who have allergies. Oh, for nut allergies? Yeah. Or 
do I cut off her booze in general? The lovely knee, I have any input? Any input? Uh, bring your A game to Gainesville. Until then, go fuck yourself. Uh, all right. Sorry, I was just reading that last little bit he had there. Um, what would I do? I, I don't know. I would... Yeah, I think I would just start bringing snacks. <laughs> And I would start. I would start calling her the gremlin. I would, what's the word you use? Or just yeah, just just when she starts getting into that zone, gizmo. just being like, "Hey, Gizmo, why hey. don't you take it down a notch?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would literally feed her like a rabid dog. You know, if ever a rabid dog ever came running at you, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to throw a raw steak at him, right? Is that what you're supposed to do? Are you supposed to have a raw steak on you at all times? No, that's a black guy. If you get a black guy, you put a raw steak on I him. thought you said black guy at first. <laughs> oh, for a black guy. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> if a black guy comes at you, you just throw a raw steak. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Black guy. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if everybody if everybody was a meat eater and they liked it rare? Then you wouldn't have to cook it and you just walk around. I'm going to the store and you just had steaks with you. If there was any fucking problems, sir, would you like to sign up for this cell phone? You just fucking throw it and they would just run away. Cost you too much money though. All right, I thought there was some comedy there. There wasn't. You can't cut off her booze unless you just decide to not go to these events with her. Or make sure you guys have a nice dinner. Before you go out, so I would just break her balls the entire time stomach. over there. Be like, yeah. so, what do you think? What do you think? When do you turn into Gizmo tonight? Around eleven yeah. thirty or eleven forty-five? Yeah, absolutely. Gizmo, Gizmo, look at you going hey, crazy. Gizmo. Your teeth are all pointy now. What's going on with you? All right, one more. This is becoming long here. How long is it? An hour twelve. Here we go. All right, move back to East Coast, Bill. As your success continues and you become even more financially stable and set for the long term. That is an impossibility. I don't understand how you get financially, because at the end of the day, even if you just take all your money and you stick it in a bank, what those cunts do is at some point they play a little fucky fuck and they loan everything out. I will never forget just watching people with their life savings in there standing outside the bank and there's just a padlock on it. So there's really no place that you can put it. Every place you put it, someone's going to put their fucking hands on it. You know what I mean? Okay. You stick it in the stock market. They start investing it. They just like, it's so fucked up. They won't just let you have your money. The only way to do it is if you fucking just cast your check every week and you stuck it in the wall. And then you got to worry, like, did I leave the iron on? <laughs> every time you leave or someone gets wind that that's what you're doing. And then you got to have the shotgun bed. Have You ever seen the shotgun bed? No. It's the greatest fucking bed in the world if you live alone. It's basically if it's the, the, the headboard, you bring your hands back like this as you touch it, mm-hmm. the thing flips around like a secret door and a loaded shotgun comes down in your hand. That's a real thing? Yeah. That's not something from a movie? It's the fucking shit. But here's the thing. Whenever they show the demonstration, the person's in the bed by themselves. Okay. Because when it comes down, the fucking barrel is going to be pointing at your wife, at her head. Yeah. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> well, what you got to do is you got to sleep on the side of the bed. If you're a left-handed shot or a right-handed shot, you got to sit on the side of the bed where if in your panic, you know what I mean? Like if you woke up in the middle of the night and you looked over and there was just this figure standing there, 
in the door like that horror movie, you know, when the lady, and then she turns the lights on, then she turns it off, and then yeah. it's there. Yeah. Then she turns it on, she turns it off, and it moved up like 10 feet. And it's like, bitch, leave the fucking lights I on. I cannot watch that trailer because that's exactly what I think. I'm like, why do you keep flicking it on? Maybe because you're like, am I seeing what I'm really seeing? I don't know. When it moves up, though, me. that is the shit. Yeah, it's scary, but I can't, I can't deal with that. Uh, you know anyway. something? I hate people who don't buy into horror movies. I always buy it. I'm like, all right, I get it. Yeah, she's flipping the lights on. That would never happen in real life. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, <clears throat> the only way I can see that you're, you're financially fucking set is you buy a house and you fucking pay it off. All right. Get you know? to the rest of this thing here. Okay. You had any thoughts about what point you would have to get to before you move back to the East Coast? <clears throat> I know that Nia may not be fond of this, and you may not be thinking about it either, but it seems like you would be happier back in Boston. Who the fuck is this idiot? You don't know me. Yeah, you don't know me. You don't know what I like. Boston, New York, et cetera. I'm from Pittsburgh originally and lived in Chicago for a few years, and now I'm in Washington, D.C. area. So I never lived on the West Coast, but have visited numerous times. You can't beat the weather in L.A., but you can't beat the culture of the East Coast. Would love to hear your thoughts, and thank you for keeping us all entertained. Have you been complaining about L.A. a lot? No, not at all. I love so L.A. why does this person seem to think that you'd be happier back in Boston? Because people, I, I get, well, by the time I read the rest of it, I get it. He's just looking at the world through his own eyes. Um, I don't know. I, I, sometimes I think about moving back east, but I mean, I'm doing efforts for family. The show business is out there. Um... And there's fucking great people in L.A. There's great food. There's all this great stuff to do out there. A lot of people shit on L.A. because when they move out there, you know, they try to make it in show business. And they don't, if they don't get anywhere and they pack it in and they leave, all they really met was a bunch of other desperate people that didn't get anywhere. And it can give you a really bad feeling about L.A. I've had that experience, too, the first time I went out there. Um, and I was like, fuck L.A. All the real people are on the East Coast. And I started having that, that attitude. But, you know, when you go out there, when you break through, like, and you start meeting people, like, some of, like, really most talented, generous, cool fucking people I've met have been when I've been out there. And, uh, you know, I mean, nine times out of ten, if you meet somebody legendary, you, you quickly realize why they're a fucking legend. And that's because of uh, their, their attitude. Like, they, they, they've made all this money. They're really super successful. And they're still, like, genuinely interested in new things and don't feel that they know everything and that type of shit. And um, I don't know. You can't beat the fucking houses out there are awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, you've never once complained about living in L.A. If anything, you're like, I love it out here. I love it out here. Yeah, so and I also I love New York. You're getting that. I love New York, but, like, uh, you know, if I was ever to move back to New York, I mean, at this point, I'd have to live in a house. Like, once you live in a house, you can't go back to living in a fucking apartment and traipsing up and down the fucking stairs. And, and just living in New York, you have no car. You're just like this prisoner of the neighborhood, and you're just sitting there dying for new restaurants to open up. <laughs> just, I just remember that. And then you got this little-ass fucking kitchen, and you, you, you're watching, like... I used to watch Molto Mario, and I'm like, I'm going to buy one of those. I'm going to buy one of those. And then I, I had no place to put it. And all these pots and pans stacked up. I can't do it. New York City's for young people. 
You know, and if you don't believe me, look at the older people that live there and look at their postures and shit. Like, I don't know. I love New York, but I couldn't go. I, I don't know that I'd want to live there again. Not in the city, at least. Yeah, I just, I, I, I feel like that it part was, of my life is over. Yeah, it was fun in my 20s. Yeah. I rollerbladed on all those avenues. <laughs> but if, yeah, if we ever went back, I would, I would get, a, I'd get a house and I'd just drive into the city. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. and then bitch moan and complain about the fucking traffic. Exactly, I would do live, that. Like you live in the suburbs in Westchester or whatever. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I mean it's a possibility. But I mean, you know, I kind of feel like I'm going to do this cartoon and then I'm going to be ready to be like, all right, if this thing goes like, you know, seven, eight seasons, mm-hmm. that's it. What that's else it. more? Well, what else more do you need to do? I went out to L.A. I got a TV show. We did it for eight seasons. People liked it. I made people laugh. Yeah. And then what? I would do the Seinfeld. Vegas. Do the Seinfeld. Yeah, then I do my fucking... Vegas. <laughs> my, my drum solo uh, yeah. fucking comedy show. Right. All right. Thank you guys for listening. This is the podcast. Uh, go fuck yourselves, and I will talk to you a little later in the week when I check in on you. Toyota. You know, we all agree that reducing emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, yet they make up less than 10% of all new vehicles today. That's because right now they cost more. They're too expensive, just like all new technology. Consumers worry about range and whether or not they'll be able to find a charging station. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture the batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision of a carbon neutral future. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV electric vehicle could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, hey, let's go places.